morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, 23rd day of August 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. Yeah. What's yeah. the matter? What's the matter? Three more days. Happy birthday week, buddy. How does it feel? <laughs> Old, dude. Ah, it's just a number. You know that. No, You've been man. that for a while. No! You think 45 is the real yeah, issue? Yeah, there's no turning back, because that's when I got to... Now that you recommend you go get a colonoscopy at 45, it's moved from 50. Yeah? So, I mean, it's not like you have to have that on your birthday. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. But, I mean, it's got to happen, so I might as well do it sooner than later. Uh, But really, that's what you're thinking about on your birthday week yeah. is a colonoscopy? Yeah. You're a weirdo. That's right. Why? I've never denied that. Why Why would that even enter into your thought no, process? Now, well, because here's the thing. Yeah, you always... I've always looked at birthdays as, okay, what can you do when you're 18? Uh, you can buy a lottery ticket. Okay. You can buy cigarettes. Okay. What, what can you treat? do when you're 21? You buy dr- alcohol. Uh-huh. And then what? What could you do when you were 19? Go to the over a 19 adult store. Okay, so what have you been able to do from 21 to 45? Nothing. Now I get to have a colonoscopy. I'm not sure if it's like a rite of passage, my friend. <laughs> okay. Some of these things are that you mentioned. I'm not sure that is. That's a medical procedure that you can put on the books I mean, whenever you I, want to. Is it 60 now where you're AARP? Is that when that happens or is I, it 55? I think it's I, – I really don't know. Probably 55 for AARP, but, you know, you still officially can't, you know, retire until later on. Either way, it's a bummer this year because uh, I would have liked to have a big party, but that's not happening, so – yeah, nope, uh, not happening around these times. But you've got uh, hopefully something planned with the family. You have any idea? Yeah, we're just gonna go grab some uh, some pizza, oh, nice. pie it up. Look at you, get some habanero pizza, enjoy some beverages. Yeah, that'll help with the colonoscopy. So congratulations. My yeah, friend. I mean, I'm like, listen, Doc, I've cleaned myself out more times than you can imagine. We're good. You don't have to worry about me drinking that concoction. I had habanero pizza yesterday. So, uh, well, either way, uh, the birthday's coming up. It is X Day at the Fair Week. We got a couple of shows happening this week as well. Yeah. Sold out Beartooth show last night at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. So we are uh, augering into a fairly busy week around these parts. Hopefully it will be a good one for you as well. On the show today, our friend, Big J, Matt Heafy, going to join us. That's right. He's the lead singer of Trivium. They're coming to town as well on the 6th of next month. Tickets are available for that show at the Rev Center, one of the few and rare headlining Trivium dates. They're out on the road right now with a gigantic metal tour playing with Hatebreed and Megadeth and all sorts of other fun. And so we'll have an opportunity to catch up with Matt today. That will be awesome. Tune in in the 7 o'clock hour for that. Plus, your opportunity to go to the fair coming up on the show as well. So it should be a good one. At least we hope. Bearded Badass today as well. We will kick things off with some Alice in Chains. It's heaven beside you here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Hey, important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7. At advocateslaw.com, you, you deserve an advocate. In case you're curious... Well, Big J, the rains were hitting the east coast of the United States. Uh, rough uh, over in Tennessee, as a matter of fact. More than 22 people dead, 20 people missing after floodwaters ravaged Middle Tennessee. 17 inches of rain fell just Saturday alone. That breaks the record for the state for one-day rainfall by three inches. Roads, cell phone towers, phone lines all have been destroyed, limiting communication, leaving people without knowing the fates of loved ones. 
And so it's pretty sad. Earlier Sunday, 50 people had not been accounted for, but that number dropped to 20 later on. But uh, the place where I was just at in Tennessee a couple months ago, almost completely underwater, which is crazy Yeah, to think about that. So uh, thoughts are with them. we got a couple of people that stream in Tennessee. Big J, I've seen the numbers. Hopefully they're safe and well, and they are doing all right because uh, it's never fun when Mother Nature decides to turn on you, that's for sure. No so, kidding. Be safe and be well. Congratulations to Miguel Cabrera. He hit his 500th career home run yesterday, becoming the 28th in Major League Baseball history to reach the milestone. The 38-year-old hit a solo home run in the sixth inning of the Tigers' 5-3 win over the Blue Jays, and fans in Toronto gave him a standing ovation as he rounded the bases, which is very nice. Of course, he won the Triple Crown back in 2012, and he also won the first of back-to-back MVP awards back then as well. Hell of a baseball player. Congratulations for the milestone. Pretty impressive. Cleveland shut out Los Angeles 3-0 in the Little League Classic last night uh, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Kids in town to play the Little League World Series were able to attend. And they saw a nice performance by Cal Quantrill, the pitcher for Cleveland, and also got to see uh, Shohei Itani give a pretty good performance with a single and a couple of walks. Uh, he's hit 40 home runs, by the way. <laughs> he is a reason to watch a baseball game. Yeah, he's very good at what he does. And we haven't seen this before ever in baseball to have somebody be this good of a hitter and also be a pretty damn good pitcher as well. Yeah, we can't even make it work in MLB The Show. Very impressive. Yes, that's how difficult it is. You can't even pull it off in video games. Well, box office is doing all right if your name's Ryan Reynolds anyway. He pulled in another $18.8 million for Free Guy, good enough to make it number one at the box office. That's good enough also for the the best second weekend uh, uh, since uh, the pandemic hit. With another $18.8 million, that means it's made about $60 million in two weeks, which is good for the movie, good enough to want a sequel. The Paw Patrol movie came in second, Jungle Cruise third, Don't Breathe two fourth, and Respect coming in at number five at the box office. Have you seen Free Guy yet? No. Uh, there you go. There's your official Have Free you? Guy review. No, but I didn't really want to go check Why? it out in the theater. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's fine, but I'll wait till it comes on Disney+. Plus. I'm not in any hurry. <laughs> Bearded Badass. Look, look at how confident he is. How majestic. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, being a bearded badass doesn't necessarily mean they always have to be sporting a beard. As the old saying goes, it's not if you have a beard, it's how you wear it. Is that a saying? Okay, maybe I made that saying up. Okay. But it is true enough for this bearded badass who happens to be the only member of the BBC Bearded Badass Club <laughs> to have won a Tony and Emmy and been nominated for Best Actor from the Academy. Yes, I'm talking about Hugh Jackman. The beard from Down Under. Heck, he even wa- was named People's Sexiest Man in 2008. He was sporting some facial hair then as well. Hugh's had a heck of a career, which all really started in theater. Uh, his big break, though, the role which earned him the classification of Bearded Badass, I'm talking, of course, about Wolverine. Not only did Jackman nail the chops look of Logan, he managed to also grab a Guinness World Record for longest career as live-action Marvel superhero. I'm not kidding. It's a real record. From X-Men in 2000 to Logan in 2017, Jackman made us all love the cranky superhero. 
But acting isn't all Hugh has done with his life. He's a father to two children. Uh, he spends a great deal of his money and time giving to many worthy causes, and his philanthropy led him to becoming a businessman. He co-founded Laughing Man Coffee and Tea Company in 2011 with the former criminal prosecutor David Steingart. The actor decided to launch the Fair Trade Company after meeting a young coffee farmer named Ducal, who was working to lift his family out of poverty and uh, on a 2009 trip to Ethiopia. Uh, Jackman and company sold Laughing Man to Keurig in 2020, which leads us to his very public friendship with Ryan Reynolds, which began years ago when Ryan was chosen to play Marvel anti-hero Wade Deadpool Wilson. The two have been besties ever since. In 2017, Jackman officially retired the claws with Logan, but fans and Reynolds have been trying to get Hugh to don the chops one last time for another Deadpool sequel. Will we get the buddy cop movie we all want to see with Logan and Wade? We'll find out eventually. Until then, Hugh Jackman will continue to make other movies. He'll be playing Enzo Ferrari in an upcoming biopic of the famous car designer. And is your bearded badass, Hugh Jackman. Well done. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, if you are looking to continue the bearded badassdom, you could check it out with the Boise Beardsmith. They are open not only here in Boise, but also a brand new location in Caldwell. And uh, you could check it out there. And by the way, uh, did you go to the Caldwell location? I did, I yes. just saw the pictures. It looks amazing. It's really, really cool. It's right across from Stewart's Bar and Grill. And, I mean, it's just, they just have such a great atmosphere. Whether it's the one in Chinden or the one in Caldwell. I mean, that's, of course, where I'm going to go from now on to get my hair done because it's so close. But, yeah, it's nice in there. Very nice stuff. So, uh, we appreciate their uh, patronage as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up. Some important stuff. Hold on. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, I hope you're happy because Costco has now officially put purchasing limits on things because people are buying too many of them. No! And it's not what you think. It's not the toilet paper. It's not that kind of stuff. Not yet, anyway. It's popular snacks. The reason for the current purchasing limit is members-only sales event is going on now through August 29th, and people are buying them up too much, and Costco wants to make it last. So, things like women's bike shorts, you can only buy 10 per customer, man. Sorry. And then Coleman temperature control tumbler cups and plastic containers, five per customer. Sorry. And then they're limiting some snacks like peanut butter, Eggos, Frito-Lay chip variety boxes, goldfish crackers, and veggie straws. Only two apiece because they're incredibly deeply discounted apparently right now. And people were snatching them up too early and they're like, hey, we got to make this last. But also, I mean, like, those last parts, they go bad. Like, you can't buy 17 containers of goldfish. They will go stale on you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's not yeah, like they years. buy small, huh? No, no, not years. I buy goldfish crackers all the time. They don't expire in years. They expire in months. I mean, just like chips go stale, man. I mean, you can't have a bag of potato chips hanging around your house for three years. That's not how these things work. And so when you buy like 15, and it's not like these are small bags of goldfish. These are gigantic cardboard containers of goldfish. Wow, and I'm like, a lot of big Mormon families around here. I, I get it, but it's not just around here. I'm just saying everywhere. It, there's no way. I mean, I guess I guess there is a way. If that's all you're going to eat for three squares a day is goldfish crackers, I suppose you could end up using all of them. But that's a lot, is all I'm trying to say. 
But uh, so there's again is Costco trying to protect our, us from ourselves as we continue to uh, take advantage of their low prices and apparently run them out of things like veggie straws, whatever those are. I would ask you, but I don't think you know either what veggie straws are. No. Hey, uh, congratulations to Miguel Cabrera, 500th career home run yesterday. He's pretty good at playing baseball. The 38-year-old became the 28th person in Major League Baseball history to crank uh, his 500th career home run. He, of course, has been pretty good with the Tigers for a while, and the Tigers won that game against the Blue Jays as well. Rough weekend for Chicago Bears fans, Big J. Not only did the Bears get whooped by the Buffalo Bills in a preseason game 41-15, to but it wasn't even that close, that game. But... Guess who did most of the damage to yeah, the Chicago Mitchell Bears? Trubisky. He looked like Johnny Unitas out there running around and just scoring touchdowns left, right, and center. And uh, and then it was kind of a jerk about it after the game. He was asked Good. by the, the media what it was like to carve up his former defense. And he's like, well, it seemed like they kind of played slow to me. Uh, not only that, but the Bears' new quarterback of the future, Justin Field, got his ass kicked in the game, too. Uh, had a hard sack, which sent his helmet flying across the field, and he was yanked off the out of the game not too soon after that. So it was just a rough, rough day. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, if the, you know, if it's any consolation for anybody, unless something goes terribly wrong in Buffalo, he's not going to get a lot of field time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Josh Allen's pretty much got that position secure for Buffalo. He is the backup there, but either way, it was probably not a great weekend as Bears fans watch their former. Which you gotta love, Nick, because you're. But she said. Yeah, no, listen, I've got no hard feelings towards uh, towards Mitchell Trubisky. I loved watching oh, Mitchell, Trubisky Mitchell Trubisky play. Bears fans. Oh, oh, listen, it's the preseason. None of this stuff gets me too excited or unexcited. I have to level myself. If this were the regular season, it'd be something else altogether. Well, Big J, I don't know much, but I'm guessing that things are going to be done with the Black Widow in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As Scarlett Johansson's legal team is really going after Disney and Disney's calling her a bunch of names, it's not a great situation. As the company filed a motion with the L.A. Superior Court on Friday to move the suit to arbitration. And that made Johansson's lawyer very upset about this whole thing. And then Disney is uh, basically defending their position, not backing down in any way, shape or form. So we got ourselves a real issue here between what's going on between Scarlett Johansson's legal team and Disney's legal team. And Disney continues to put out uh, basically a bunch of comments that make are trying really hard to make her look greedy and wrong. Uh, however, I stand to at least be on Scarlett Johansson's side from the little I know about this particular lawsuit. Listen, they're going to do everything they can to win this because if they lose this lawsuit, they're in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not in big trouble, man. No, they have money no, coming be, out of their ears, yes, but no, they're gonna, it's going to cost them some money. Everybody is going to sue them for that the, the were affected in this realm, the movies that they put out Yes, and on Disney+. Plus. Now, granted, there's not a whole hell of a lot of them, and I doubt that any of the cast members of Mulan were cut into a deal like the Marvel Cinematic Universe true, was. True. But I will say that, yes, they have an opportunity to lose something, and it also, it also really does... I'm guessing change the future, which is what I think Disney's really concerned about. Because don't forget that I believe uh, with all of my heart that Disney does want to move to the see in the theater or see it at Premier Access on Disney Plus platform. Because not only do they get a cut of the box office, but also they get every cent of what you spend on that Premier Access on Disney Plus. So it's much more attractive to them to get your total $30 than to get your, you know, $4.50 for a movie ticket. You know what I'm saying? 
So they are in the business of wanting to make money and it's much more profitable for them to just do the Disney Plus thing. And if they have to carve out a bunch of money to people because they screwed this up, that changes things for the future. Or that means they're going to have to cut them into those profits as well, which is what they don't want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. And a bunch of Marvel people are aligning with Scarlett Johansson, like Elizabeth Olsen and others have come out and said publicly that this is a really good thing that they hope Scarlett wins. And it's very brave because she's taking on a fairly big company. And so it is one of those things where it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But either way, it's not pretty is my point. I'm guessing Scarlett Johansson's done in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Okay, on 100.3, the X rocks. Headed across the pond for today's We're Going to Hell story, and I believe it was several years ago, but it was right around the time that Stephen King's It came out in theaters where you couldn't turn around before we had a creepy clown story. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they were everywhere usually involved like somebody dressed up in a clown costume holding a balloon standing like in the middle of a dark woods or something like that where somebody had just taken some pictures or something weird was happening just somebody clowning it up trying to freak somebody out and then things started to go viral and they started to become very popular and then uh much like uh the stephen king movie when it went away so did those stories you know what i mean weird so it's been a while since we've had a creepy clown story but I'd like to welcome back into the fold a creepy clown story. In Lancashire, new uh, over there in England, that is where the story takes place. Uh, Specifically right outside Willowbank Nursing Home, Big J. A home for the elderly. Uh, And that is when early last week a interesting situation happened, whereas there were a couple of people out in the kind of like, I don't know, you call it like a patio kind of a situation, I guess. And they were enjoying their morning coffee when uh, they saw a man dressed in a clown costume, Big J. At least uh, the top part of his body was in a clown costume. Oh, what was the bottom half? Oh, the bottom half? I'm glad you asked. It was women's underwear. And Mm. then he was doing a sexual act to himself. Oh, no. Yeah, right there in front of the nursing home. You know what I mean? That's not cool. No, no. Whatever cool is, that's the opposite of it. (laughs) And so the ladies, you know, they are in a nursing home for a reason. And so it took them a while to get some help because they were out in the patio by themselves enjoying their coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the meantime, this dude's out there being gross. So a bunch of police ended up showing up. But unfortunately, the man dressed up as a clown having his way with himself managed to escape from the nursing home grounds. And uh, if you're asking if you've got a pretty good description of him, the answer is, well, not really. You know, when you're wearing a, you know, pretty elaborate clown costume from the waist up and women's underwear from the waist down, it's going to be tough to, you know, easy to pick out in a crowd, tough to figure out what he really looks like. He looks like a clown. Maybe you don't get it. And so it was not a good scene there. Uh, They do have some security footage of it. But again, it's pretty grainy and he's in a costume. That covers his, pretty much his entire face, so it's going to be tough to identify it. But I hope this is not the return of clown stories. How oh, come? Well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I like them. You, you, you like, uh, you know, clowns. I like performing making, sex acts no, in front of nursing homes. No, no, but I mean, I like making fun of people who are terrified by clowns. Sure, sure. I think this is something different, however. Okay. This is not somebody that's trying to scare old people, right? Or scare anybody. 
This is somebody that looks like, at least from to me, that's trying to get some sort of weird-ass gratification out of this. And there's something really, really wrong with him. Yeah, that part is gross. You're right. Yeah. Big difference between standing on a corner with a balloon and uh, doing weird stuff to yourself in front of a nursing home. So, dude probably needs some couch time is my point. Hopefully they catch him because he's still on the loose. Not a lot of leads, Big J, but they got him working in shifts, so we'll see what happens. Working but either way, shifts. Gotta, gotta have a nice return to the creepy clown store. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Up next, we spend some time with our buddy, Mac Eiffy. He is the lead singer of Trivium. They're coming to town on the 6th of September. We'll chat it up with him next on the X Rock. <laughs> All right, there is the latest from Trivium. Feast of Fire here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That band will be coming to town here on the 6th of next month at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. It's going to be a hell of a time. You can grab your tickets right now at xrock.com if you are looking to get yourself a nice little metal show. And it's always nice to welcome back into the fold our friend, lead singer of Trivium. His name is Matt Heafy. Matt, thanks for getting up early and talking to us as you are continuing to be out on the road. It is very much appreciated, but uh, I also imagine this is a pretty exciting time for you, right? Oh, man, I can't believe that we have two records out now that we have not yet toured on. So. In the Court of the Dragon, talk about uh, that title a little bit and what it means to you because it's damn cool. Thank you so much. Um, Paulo actually brought it to us as soon as he mentioned it. We're like, this is incredible. He, he found it from a short story, short story of an author who inspired people like H.P. Lovecraft. And you could see that, you know, H.P. Lovecraft lore inspiring everything from like true detective, all these other things. But it all stems back to this short story about the King in Yellow. Basically what it was, it was in the short story. Anyone that read this, they went mad. They went crazy. And you never really knew what the story was itself. So, when we were writing in the Court of the Dragon, I, I started some of the riffs, brought it in, started playing it out together. We said in the room, because the way we write things is very collaborative. It's very improvisational. It's very on the spot. We will generally have someone show up with a couple that was prepared, but then we'll all finish it as a band, flesh it out as a band. Uh, we noticed that we were missing. We needed one more riff. And Paul was like, hey, let's play a riff like this. He played that intro slash chorus, da 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 And he said, in the Court of the Dragon, it's the hook. So in my head... Like, we should scream that, like, in waves. When I first started writing the lyrics to that song, I've, I've always been very much so into Norse mythology. So I, I wanted to write about Jormungandir and Thor fighting right before Ragnarok, which is the end of the world for the Vikings. And Paul was like, instead, what we should do is create our own mythology, create our own stories within these songs, and not make it based off things. So I thought that was a really great thing that he said for us to create our own mythologies. Like, if you look at the Shogun record, we reference Greek mythology, I referenced, uh, you know, some Japanese history, but not every song is specifically its own, quote, mythology. But things like the Dragon Story, we do want people to create their own interpretation of what they feel it is. And I some of the definitions that I've seen people come with already have been really amazing. Now, Matt, uh, call me crazy, but this has comic book series written all over it, just from the outside looking at <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I think of this record itself, it feels like something you see in a series, a graphic novel, a comic, a movie, anything like that. And it, I, I love those things. Like, if I haven't been streaming or hanging 
a family or doing jiu-jitsu or something like that. It's been watching, trying to find the greatest series of all time and finally catch up with all of them. It is something that reminds you of the, if it were own its, its own story or mythology, I would hope it's something as great as The Expanse or Vikings or something like that. Uh, either way, it probably will end up pretty cool. Uh, like the uh, video for your latest song, Feast of Fire, uh, which uh, we finally get to see in full view, uh, the, the hangar in the video. How much fun was it to, to get to use your own hangar? Man, that thing, it, it's incredible how it's already paid for itself. I mean, to take a big risk and a big investment on something like that uh, was, was a little scary. And the way we were able to get to there is we put on, at the time, was the most successful paid-for metal stream. That was a lighter distant mirror that we did last year. We're getting into wanting to do that stream, we said, all right, well, let's put everything we have saved in the bank right now for a rainy day or a rainy year. Who knew it was going to be a rainy two years? Right. And let's put in the production of this show. And if people don't buy this, we're going to be broke. But if people buy this thing, then we could do the next thing. So luckily, it went very well, and we're able to take the revenue from that, put the down payment on the hangar, start renovations on the hangar, and now that it's done, we're like, how can we reveal this properly? And what better way than an incredible music video? So it's it's amazing. It is amazing. And now let me ask you this. Just from a logistics standpoint, how difficult is it to put a space that sounds good inside of a gigantic terminal like that? Is it, is it a bigger pain in the ass than we even think? Amazingly, the acoustics in there are great. Like, just naturally, just by default. You would think it would be really bad, but maybe it's something about our gear. Um, we found an even better way to perfect our live sound. Real pedals, real heads. So they go into this thing called the Torpedo Captor X, and what that is, that thing mimics what it is to have any combination, any array, any setup that you want of an amp cabinet and microphones, and that goes directly into the PA. So we're basically simulating the, the part that probably should be simulated and making everything else analog, and now our guitar tone is insane. The acoustics for our upstairs room, so we've got, there's essentially three main areas of the hangar. When you walk in, there's the main gigantic open thing. It's just it's this hot room. That's where we do videos, live streams, uh, photo shoots. You go through that downstairs, there's the whole storage area. That's all of our gear, all of our cases. There's a bedroom, bathroom to the right. There's a kitchen, uh, washing machine, dryer, everything you'd ever need to basically live there. I go upstairs, and there's a, a living room and a giant jam area. That's where we jam for rehearsals. It's air-conditioned. It's all closed in. That's where we'll write for the next record. Through there is a recording studio with another bathroom. There are so many different versatile spots, and when it comes down to jamming upstairs, the acoustics are even better because of the isonine uh, AC insulation and sound insulation that is sprayed all over that thing. So I actually think that it might be ready to record drums in there, which is pretty crazy. We thought we'd have to do all this insane soundproofing treatment but it might it might sound perfect for a record you uh you were going to be here on uh september 6th at the rev center uh you're going to be headlining one of two headlining gigs on this track i can't wait for you to get into town and uh, and be at the show you guys must be super stoked oh hell yeah it's been so long since we've been to boise every time i've been to boise it's incredible some of our favorite tribune fans and the food scene in boise is amazing it's so good i remember the first time we showed up there we like didn't know what it would be like for food but I remember there being a lot of, like, Basque, Spanish-style yeah. country like stuff around them, which I was super blown away by. So we'll be hitting some of that. We'll be hitting all the best spots. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to playing shows, but I'm really looking forward to eating everywhere again. <laughs> it's nice. And then, you know, as you're doing your stuff on the road, are you going to be able to twitch it up still and do some streaming? Is that a priority for you as well, even though you're going to be touring? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I now have two of the IRL backpacks. One I bought pre-furbished, uh, pre-built, and the other one I actually built myself. So I have two backpacks. One is a backup. One's the main. I've got my entire game streaming set up for days off and for when we're backstage. We'll be streaming every sound check, every warm-up, every show, all of them for free that'll be happening. 
Uh, so probably be streaming five to seven days a week. It's crazy, man, and it, it, it you're just it's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys and for you and all that success, man. All the hard work you put into it. Thank you so much. It is going to be awesome, man. I am so happy that you guys are back out on the road. Happy that you are playing a headline show here in town. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com. You definitely don't want to miss it. But, Matt, thank you for making time for us, brother. We always appreciate it. You guys travel safe. We'll see you here in a couple weeks, all right? Thank you so much, my friends. Looking forward to seeing you guys. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7. At advocateslaw.com, you deserve an advocate. It happened this morning. It was expected to happen sometime this week, but the Pfizer vaccine got full COVID-19 FDA approval this morning. That is the first of the vaccines that have been available to get full FDA approval. It got emergency use authorization back in December. Full approval was certainly expected, but officials will now hope it'll alleviate some concerns among hesitant people. A recent poll did say that 30% of those who haven't been vaccinated yet would be more likely to do so if the shots were to get full approval. And so now you've got it, so hopefully that will convince you to do it. Doesn't change much legally, it never did, but many businesses were waiting for full approval before mandating vaccination for employees, so you may see more of that from businesses now that there is official FDA approval for a vaccine for businesses to go, hey, you want to work here? You're going to have to get the shot. It's just the way it works. Booster shots will begin for the general public on September 20th. If you are immunocompromised, you can start getting them now as they're recommending another booster for the Delta variant, which will help protect you against that. And uh, so there you go. It happened this morning. We knew it was coming. FDA approval, Big J. Nice. Wear your T-shirt. Stories are swirling that Major League Baseball will propose a salary floor of $100 million for all teams effective next season. What? Right now, if that were the rule, well, basically what's happening is there's a huge separation because there is no salary cap in baseball and there is revenue sharing, which means that, you know, there's a bunch of teams, not a bunch, but there's like a handful of teams that spend a ridiculous amount of money on payroll, right? Well, there are 12 teams in Major League Baseball that currently don't even spend $100 million oh, on payroll. Oh, I see. That's the minimum you yes. need to spend. Oh, okay. That's you a great idea. You have to spend $100 million on payroll in order to make it work. Uh, it's a weird sport because there are seven teams spending over $180 million on payroll and 12 not even spending 100 So there's a battle between the haves and have-nots, of course, but also don't forget that those the reason why those teams do that is they get a bunch of money from revenue sharing no matter what. So I it's mean, much more cost-effective or profitable, I should say, for them to not are, spend a bunch of money if they know they're not going to win. What are those teams? Oh, definitely the Baltimore Orioles. Are one of them? They're really bad. Kansas City, the smaller market teams, I would say, are the ones that don't do this. You know, you don't you get revenue from people. Arizona Diamondbacks, a bunch of teams that don't spend a hundred million dollars on teams. Teams that have player that don't have a player that you can probably name off the top of your head is a good example of a team that doesn't spend any kind of money. So there's a lot of them out there. So we'll see what ends up happening. Well, uh, it happened on Friday. We didn't even have a chance to talk about it because it kind of happened a little bit after the show, but. Mike Reynolds is out as the head, the uh, host of Jeopardy, but now we've got Ryan Reynolds weighing in, Big J. So now you know it's a real topic, and if it's up to Ryan Reynolds, uh, Lavar Burton is going to be the next uh, host of Jeopardy, and so we'll see. The Deadpool star tweeted his report of the move, writing that he has rel- that w- that w- writing that he relates to Lavar's situation, 
And he was talking about how, you know, from 2013 to 2015, he had a little passion project called Deadpool that nobody seemed to give a rat's ass about. And finally, when somebody gave him the chance to do it, it became a fairly big deal that people really liked. And he said, it kind of sounds familiar of LeVar Burton trying really hard to be the Jeopardy host. So maybe we should give him a chance and hear him out. So there you go. He's definitely the most vocal about getting the permanent gig as Jeopardy host. We'll see what ends up happening going forward. They say they're doing the temporary host thing for the time being. So we'll see. But uh, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Uh, I like LeVar Burton. I think he'll do a hell of a job. And his week was fine when he did the co-hosting thing for the week. Everybody else got two weeks. I don't know why he only got one, but that's the way that works sometimes. Either way, uh, if it's up to Ryan Reynolds, that's how that story ends. Out. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, very, very cool prize connected to that song you just heard. Uh, the Western Idaho Fair is raging right now. See, they're going to be here on Friday. And uh, we've got passes for you to get into the Western Idaho Fair. So you can go see Seether essentially for free. Uh, that is pretty cool. Also, uh, we have got a VIP, pair of VIP passes here for you, which gets you into a sound check party with the band. Uh, they will be a good distance away, and that's an understandable thing you're going to have uh, happening here as we move along forward with the pandemic out there. But uh, this is a very cool opportunity, and you just got to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown for it. Yeah, it gets you into the uh, the thing to check out their sound check, which is like a private concert. You'll get a cool little signed thing from Seether, and then, of course, these tickets are also good for VIP access in the actual concert as well. So oh, nice. you'll be living the high life, man. If you want to be a part of the Seether action on Friday, you might want to get on the phone right now. 208-287-1003 is the phone number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown for this prize package. But you're also going to have to know a little bit about pop culture. You too, Big J. Tired of mentioning the X. Do me a favor. Turn down your radio if you want to play. Please. You there? Awesome, man. What's your name? Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first. Josh, this recent Hall of Famer wore number 18 as quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. Josh, this is Barbara, you answer. Do, do, do. Hello? What's that? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um... What is he doing? Is he? Wrong. I'm sorry, man. Thank you for playing. We gave you a good 10 seconds. Listen, I blank out every day here. Okay. <laughs> Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, man, we need to know this recent Hall of Famer, War number 18, is quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. That would be Mr. Peyton Manning. Right. That is correct. Big J. This former Bond girl also starred in movies like Drop Dead Gorgeous and Wild Things. Uh, that would be... Her name will come to me. Denise Richards. Right. That is correct. What is your name, sir? Jeff. Jeff, uh, this delivery and carry-out pizza chain was just named the largest in the world last week. Who is it? Largest pizza chain in the world. Papa Murphy's? Papa Murphy's. Wrong. Incorrect. Well, good. I don't think Papa Murphy's delivers, right? I don't think so either, no. Hello, the X. Hi. Hey, uh, this uh, pizza delivery and carryout chain was just named last week the largest pizza chain in the world. 
Domino's. Right. That is correct. Big J, what Domino's, is the name Domino's. of the game show that Oscar winner Jamie Foxx hosts for Fox? Oh, man. Um, the Dance-Off? Wrong. That's not even close. I, I, have, I have the Masked Dancer. The Masked Dancer. Wrong. The Masked Mad Person? Wrong. No, there's no masks involved. Oh, okay. No masks whatsoever. No no masks. You never were going to get there. The answer was Beat Shazam. Right. Beat Shazam is the music game show. How long has that been going on? Three seasons, I think? Uh, congratulations. You got yourself some uh, Western Idaho Fair tickets for Friday. You got yourself VIP tickets to the Seether Show. You're going to hang out with the band at Soundcheck as well. Well played. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. And there's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Some headlines are next on the x Rock. <laughs> Headlines brought to you by Papa Joe's. Dude, another half-price Friday is coming soon. Friday, as a matter of fact, 9 o'clock at xrock.com. You can grab $50 of food in Papa Joe's in Boise for just $25. Been around Boise for the last 30 years. They serve up delicious homestyle pasta dishes, Sicilian crust pizza, delicious oven-baked sandwiches, all fresh ingredients, sauces made from scratch as well. Plus, they got local craft beer on tap and a full cocktail from a full bar, too. So check it out for yourself. It is Papa Joe's Italian Restaurant and Bar. Casual comfort is their specialty. Another half-price Friday this Friday, 9 o'clock at xrock.com. And a former home of one of the morning after's patented staff meetings. We've had it at Papa Joe's. That happened. Where we talk business. And look at us now. <laughs> Fuel by Satan, not your friend, or get an Uber, bro. Not your friend. A video showing an iguana biting a woman who was doing yoga on a beach has gone viral, being viewed over 1.7 million times as of Saturday morning. The video was just posted on Friday evening, too. She's a yoga instructor in the Bahamas, and this woman is practicing a yoga pose on the beach when very clearly she does not see an iguana walk up to her and then jump up and bites her finger as she is doing a yoga stretch. She, of course, yells in response, Owie, bit my effing finger, and throws some sand at it to get it to leave. It actually worked. But in case you're curious, uh, iguanas aren't necessarily the friendliest animals out there. So if you see an iguana in the wild, try to keep that in mind because doctors do recommend that if you happen to get bit by an iguana like this woman does, to go check it out because there could be a lot of weird things happening in reptiles' mouths. Big J, let's just put it that way. Okay? Yeah, no kidding. So cool. be careful. Again, it's not this woman's fault. She didn't know what was happening. It very clearly came up because she's in a weird yoga bent position and her hand's like over her head, like hanging, and the, the iguana just kind of like jumps up and snatches her and then she gets upset. So watch out for iguanas is my point. They're not all super friendly. Fueled by Satan or get an Uber, bro? Fueled by Satan. TV news viewers in Australia recently got more than the news. The station was doing a segment on police dogs last week when uh, it had some unusual video footage in the story that you wouldn't expect. Towards the end of the segment, for some reason, there was two seconds of footage of what looked like a satanic ritual that involved somebody screaming the words, Hail Satan in the middle of the actual news story they were doing. Broadcaster Yvonne Young managed to keep a straight face after emerging from the video mix-up, and after a brief pause, she moved on to the next story. Uh, not exactly clear how Satan made his way into the footage, unless it was a ritual that actually worked, and that could be, but it also, like, I saw the footage, it also looked like a community production of what they thought a satanic ritual looked like, if that makes sense. Like, right. it looked like really poor quality, like hoods and stuff like that, and then just somebody screaming, Hail Satan. So it is strange that it made its way into the middle of a story on police dogs, but 
it doesn't look like it was done like on purpose or anything like that. It could just have been or a prank that had gone wrong. Something happened. Either way, it made its way onto the TV news and everybody was like, what the hell's going on here? So there's footage of it if you want to check it out for yourself, but it's not like you're missing a whole lot. It just is a weird thing that happened. Wrap it up with get an Uber, bro. A Missouri man was late for a court date nearly 250 miles away from home, so he improvised some travel plans. You know what he did? No. Stole a car and then sped off to his court date. The suspect, whose name was not released, swiped his ride in his hometown of Kansas City on Thursday and then sped off towards St. Louis, where he faced a hearing. Unfortunately for him, the car's owner noticed it was missing, notified cops, and then they started their pursuit. While he was on the way, he sideswiped two vehicles, causing damage, but thankfully not injuring anybody. Officers in another county managed to put down some spike strips, which damaged the stolen vehicle's tires, and that led to an arrest just across the Illinois state line. No word on whether or not the guy made it to his court date, but I'm going to guess probably not, considering he got arrested for another offense before he got there. So, not a great way to get to court. Stealing a car. Always bad. Trying to get there. Uh, I wish I knew what his court charges were that he was trying to face. If it was theft or Grand Theft Auto, then he'd be like, okay, like at least that tracks. That's on brand. But still not exactly a smart move. So, a reminder, find your own way to a courthouse that doesn't involve you doing something illegal. That is Fozzie, that is Sane, it is on the morning after with Nick and Big J, and Big J, I've heard of sex robots, but you're telling me there's going to be walking robots soon? Yeah, walking robots, uh, part of uh, Disney, uh, and their Imagineering group uh, have uh, come up with, uh, well, I mean, they've been working on this for a while, it's called Project Kiwi, Nick, and uh, the, the video that you will see on YouTube or wherever is uh, of uh, the prototype uh, Baby Groot. So from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, as they develop this robot to be able to, you know, take part in stuff that's going on at the theme parks, Nick. And this little uh, cute Baby Groot walks around, comes out and says hi to everybody. But really, they're also working on uh, on robotics is uh, for for a much bigger plan than that. In uh, part of the Marvel and Star Wars universes they have out there, they're working on huge ones like Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and, and little baby Yoda, and uh, that this is the beginning of Westworld. <laughs> it's true because they don't see them as part of the rides; they see them as like these are cool things that you can see and interact with on the way to the rides. I think it's a way of kind of phasing out the costume characters in Disneyland. Yeah, and all the were. creepiness that they're doing. Uh, they, yeah, I've never been, so I can't I can't testify to that. But I can imagine also isn't like hot as hell in those things. Yeah, it's hot and, and a miserable job it would be. Lots of complaining, sure, and justified probably. And getting hit from little kids, so. But you know, I guess that it's it'll be interesting to see how these things go, because I imagine they're going to need a chaperone as well. Otherwise, you'll have somebody punting Baby Yoda all across the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure we're a couple years away from seeing this actually in uh, Disneyland or Disney World, etc. But uh, yeah, that would be uh, you know, I mean, because people are jerks. Yes. And, and they're going to do jerky things to those poor robots. It's correct. And make them hate us. And that's exactly what happened with Westworld. They took it out on us. They were getting tired of our crap. Yeah, they're tired of us slutting them up. And they became sentient and decided to, uh, you know what, robots versus humans. They got tired of us trying to sleep with their robot ladies and then uh, then not leaving any for them. And just it was a big mess. not sure that's 100%. that's what the westworld tv show was about right on no HBO? no it was not about it was not about the robots being jealous that humans were having sex with their robot oh, that's ladies what i got from the first season and not leaving any for them whatever that means 
But uh, you certainly will have an opportunity to see this some prime within our lifetimes, I imagine. If they got Baby Groot up and running, I can't imagine it's going to take too long. I, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of fun when, like you said, you mentioned with the handlers. And now this wasn't at Disneyland. Uh, this was at Universal. Uh, but uh, they had, um, they would have like a, a, uh, a Velociraptor, right, dressed up, you know, kind of like, you know, in costume. What? A Velociraptor, you know, from Jurassic Park. Was wearing a costume? Well, it's a costume. Yeah, it's like a it's like an it's like a costume that they wear. The raptors are wearing a costume? Come on, no, they're the costume. The Velociraptor. Oh, oh, you, right? you, there's so, a person dressed they, up as a yes, Veloc- I thought you meant like the raptor no, had a t shirt on or no, something. I'm like, no. what? And they have handlers and uh, it's very fun. It's a fun thing. Oh, that was the story? That yeah. Why don't you give us a story about your interactions with anything outside of the studio? I, Thank I'm, you. I'm just saying, I thought there was God, a story that there was more to it than you, once you saw a raptor. But either way, uh, it's coming soon. And in the meantime, you still have the actual people dressed up like the you know characters from the Disney movies and the Marvel stuff that you know and love. It's not going away anytime soon. This is just what's next. At least they hope so anyway. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some bad impressions. That is next on the X-Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we got some shows happening this week. Uh, one of the big ones there is out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It is Cypress Hill and Atmosphere. Going to be a hell of a show, man. Don't want to miss out on this. So uh, we'll get you tickets to that if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. All right. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions, which works like this. Big J's got three clues. It all revolves around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues, maybe you need more. Too bad. Maybe you need less. That's good. Either way, if you get it correct, you will be checking out uh, Atmosphere and Cypress Hill along with Z-Trip uh, this Thursday at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Josh. All right, Josh, you're up. Josh, today's bad impression is somebody who's not with us anymore, okay? So it's a it's a ghost impression. As a kid, I started movies like Explorer, Stand By Me, and Little Nikita. Okay. While my brother Joaquin has gone on to win an Oscar, I was nominated when I was only 18 for Running on Empty. Uh, River Phoenix. There you go. Nicely done, Josh. Congratulations. You got some Cypress Hill and Atmosphere tickets. Hold on one second. What was Clue 3 just for fun? I also started movies like My Own Private Idaho and his young Indy in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. And why is River Phoenix in the news? Uh, today's River, what, what would have been River's 51st birthday uh, here. And uh, just, uh, you know, he had such a promising life uh, ahead of him. And, uh, I mean, at 18, he was nominated. Only a few people have been nominated for an Oscar uh, at that young age. And who knows what his career would have uh, went on to be like because it was a trajectory that was very, very high. But, you know, drugs, man, it's a hell of a thing. Addiction is a hell of a thing, and it took over. And, uh, unfortunately, it led to his, uh, his death. Yeah, uh, it sucks for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm guessing it would have been a pretty good career. I mean, hard to believe 51 years old. You know what I mean? That, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how long ago that happened because he was super young when he passed, too. I yeah, mean, he was 23 years exactly. old. Exactly. So uh, just a, a sad state of affairs for sure. A whole bunch of talented people in that family 
Uh, there's a bunch of actors and actresses in the Phoenix family for sure. Uh, he was one of them that was really, really good and kind of kickstarted it all when you think about it. But either way, rest in peace to River Phoenix for sure. Yeah, here's a couple other movies. If you're not really familiar with River Phoenix, you might want to check out uh, Sneakers, which is great with Robert Redford. Uh, you've got My Own Private Idaho and then, uh, you know, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Running on Empty is what he was nominated for. Um, Little Nikita is a great movie as well. The Mosquito Coast. I was going to say, because that, that's the one with Harrison Ford, right? Mosquito Coast? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was Little Nikita? Uh, Little Nikita was, uh, it, it was the, the, the preface to uh, a show that ended up uh, on TV for many years. Um, but it was uh, starring him and Sidney Poitier. Uh, where he was, uh, he was like a Russian sleeper agent. Gotcha. Okay. You've uh, never seen that movie before. Well, no, I, I haven't. Oh, I mean, I, are you talking about La Femme Nikita? Like that was a relation to that particular yes, show? Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. That I'd heard of. I didn't know Little Nikita was a thing though. What year did that come out? Uh, that came out 1992, 91, somewhere in that know. area. Uh, either way, he's got a pretty good catalog of movies that you can check out for sure. There's your bad impressions. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Volbeat, wait a minute, my girl. That's going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Monday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it very much. Hugh Jackman was our bearded badass this morning. We appreciate his effort very much. Maximum effort, if it were. Uh, maybe they'll come together in Deadpool 3. Who knows? Probably Ryan Reynolds knows, but he's not telling anybody, at least not yet. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about the fun that is uh, clowns coming back in the news. Uh, this one doing really, really perverted things, though. So we're not a fan of this particular clown. Not Bozo the Pervert. That's not good. Not a good look for clowns everywhere. So uh, try to keep your clothes on if you're dressed up like a clown, please. And thank you, especially around nursing homes. There's an extra level of creepiness attached to that. No doubt about it. And we also found out that, you know what? Iguanas will bite. So just keep your distance. It was a fairly effective show. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Uh, yeah, hey, we uh, lots of people have been asking about the Morning After Fantasy Football League. And uh, look to our Morning After Fantasy or our Morning After Facebook page as we'll be giving it away there. Yeah, that's where the slots are going to be given away. So if you don't uh, like the morning after with Nick and Big J on Facebook, now would be a time to do it because that's where we're going to give away the slots for the morning after Fantasy Football League just to make sure everybody who gets in on it actually knows what they're doing and wants to get in on it. You know what I mean? Not somebody that just randomly calls up and goes, what do I win? What did I win? Because <laughs> that happens more than you know. And so it'll be uh, good to be a part of it. So if you want to get into fantasy football and win some prizes and have some fun, the 15th annual Morning After Fantasy Football League is taking place very, very soon. Draft will be on the Wednesday before the actual season starts, which I believe is the 5th. Is that right? November or September 5th uh, is when it goes yeah, down. It's, it's the first Thursday in September is what it boils down to. And so we'll have the draft that particular Wednesday. So it should be fun. We want you to be a part of it. So make sure you do exactly that. Will you please? Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Western Heating and Air. You probably noticed the air quality is not exactly great outside. But what about the quality of the air inside your home? Call the experts you can trust at Western Heating and Air to see how to improve the air quality in your home. Call 208-WESTERN for more information. It's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is going to come in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.